Hey guys, my name is John Kim. I'm a licensed therapist and life coach, putting self-betterment into a shot glass. Because let's face it, who's got that much time these days? I come unpolished, unrehearsed, on purpose. If you're looking for more of a wine glass, you've come to the wrong place. For every person who doesn't get you, you have a choice. You can either try to change or adjust or adapt so that person or a group of people get you, or you could hold on to your truth, who you are, and know that for every person who doesn't get you, there will be one who does, or there for every five people, for every 10 people who don't get you, there will be one maybe who does. And it reminds me of this this concept or this mindset that I talk about a lot, which is instead of how wide, focus on how deep, especially with you know the internet and followers and social media. I think we get so caught up in throwing the biggest net we can, you know, getting the most people to like us that we end up watering ourselves down. And think of it this way: if you water yourself down. Um, you may affect a lot of people, but you will never impact them the way that you would if you were you uniquely yourself. Um, and and the the people that do get you will be significantly more impacted. Does that make sense? So you could either try to uh, be general, right, and um, try to try to cater to the masses and you might you know you might impact a few or or you you might like mildly affect them or you could be uniquely yourself and and you'll you may uh impact a lot less but the people that you do impact you may end up changing their life right it'll be uh more significant and so I think this is true with coaching I think this is true with uh social media I think this is just a general rule of thumb um, with just the human exchange and collisions and, and the way that we uh, affect people. And so that's always been kind of my mindset in the last, I don't know, five years. And I know it's difficult with, um, if you, if you like me, do a lot of stuff online and, and you're, you know, creating content, etc. Um, it's really hard to not focus on following and is it growing and all that. But um, if you could consciously focus on, how deep instead of how wide, I promise you, um, the width will come and you'll be more potent. You'll be more effective. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you're you know, a fitness coach or it doesn't matter what your message is. Uh, if you just focus on how deep and really engaging with people and being uniquely you, um, that is where I think potency lives. Anyway, all right, before we talk about the basement guy, I want to tell you a quick story about uh, Korean Smurf. <laughs> so let me preference it with this. Um, Tim Ferriss, uh, and I think this comes from uh, some Stoicism concepts where uh, I think what Tim Ferriss was doing, he was doing with facial hair where he grew a beard and he knew that it was you know not the best look for him, but he didn't shave it on purpose because he wanted to um, get comfortable with rejection, you know, get comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? And so he grew this kind of like weird thick beard for a while, put himself, you know, in front of a camera as far as interviews and stuff and just sported this weird looking beard, knew that it wasn't um, 
popular <laughs> and yet just sat in it, you know. And so what does that have to do with Korean Smurf? Okay, so I bought a pair of, of uh, sweats. Um, there, there were these other sweats that I loved. They were like the most comfortable pair of sweats. Or, you know, they were 100 bucks. Um, but I, I bought a pair of gray ones, and I love the color. I just wore the shit out of them like every day. And I went to buy another pair, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to, instead of buying gray, I'll buy a different color. And I bought some blue ones. And, of course, on the computer, they look great. And then when they came, <laughs> they were like the color of a, of a Smurf. And so I wore them once, and I was very self-conscious. And I remember my friend saying, dude, you look like you just came from the, like, the hospital. Like, <laughs> like, like they're scrubs, right? And then I got all self-conscious, and, and I never wore them again. And for like seven months, there are these brand-new pair of $100 sweats sitting on my shelf. Because, uh, of course, I can return them. And I after... After thinking about this uh, this Tim Ferriss thing, I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to wear these fucking sweats, and I don't care if I look like Korean Smurf. I'm going to wear them, um, and let's let's kind of use myself as an experiment, right? And I do a lot of this is I try to pull myself out of self and, and try to use my um, body or my story, whatever, as an experiment, observe, um, notice things, right? And then those whatever you notice, those turn into lessons, and, and there's growth there, so... The other thing is that when you look at your yourself as kind of doing an experiment, you, you you take yourself out of self, so you're not so sensitive to, you know, what people think, etc. So you're you're doing this for, quote unquote, an experiment. So this was my experiment. I started wearing those sweats often, and I go to the you know the same neighborhood coffee shop every day to write. So you know I'm in public and people see me, and of course no one said anything, but. I was noticing my self-awareness and, and me being insecure about the color of my sweats. And then it got to a point where I actually didn't mind. I actually forgot. I know, and it was, it, you know, it wasn't, no one like pointed at me or no one called me Green Smurf. And then it got to a point where I actually liked them. And this is what's interesting is I actually then preferred it. You know, I actually, um, put on my sweats and I was like, wow, I like these uh, and wore like a neutral color on top and it didn't, I didn't hate them. And then, and then I, um, I actually started liking them. And my point is this is there's so many things, whether, you know, I'm using the sweats as an example, but there's so many things that, that make us uncomfortable. But if we actually embrace it, if we actually lean into it, if we actually play around with it, um, you might end up getting really comfortable with what you thought was uncomfortable and you might surprise yourself and the thing that you had such resistance to, whether it's a pair of pants or a new relationship or a person or whatever, you actually might embrace. And in that process, there's growth, right? And so using my little silly example with the sweats, um, I, I'm more comfortable with myself, you know, using that as a tool to exercise that muscle. Now, of course, it doesn't mean that I'm like, I can wear anything. I can't go outside with wearing a fucking clown suit and be confident. But um, play around with that space. Play around with things that are make you uncomfortable, whether it's clothes or maybe one day you actually decide not to do your hair or you decide not to put makeup on or whatever it is. And then sit in it and see if you could actually um, gain confidence in that. All right. So that's my Korean Smurf story. Let's get to the basement guy. So... Have you guys seen, I don't know what episode, uh, not episode, I don't know which one it is, but it's one of the Iron Man's, 
um, two or three. It's the dude with the whips, right? So the, Iron Man now is like famous and he's like tap dancing and he's on stage and, and you know, he's got like cheerleaders around him and people are going crazy. And uh, then you slowly pan down and now we're inside a basement and we see this guy. He's like doing pull-ups and he's creating these whips, these electric whips. And you know when this guy surfaces, shit's going to go down. And what I love about this scene, what I think is so powerful, is we all have moments where we're the basement guy, right? Um, One of the big chapters in my life where I felt like that was, uh, of course, when I was going through my rebirth and I didn't have any friends, I didn't have any money, I, you know, just discovered fitness, CrossFit, and I was, uh, I just, I, I just put my head down, and I was um, blogging, and I was building, and I was, you know, pushing myself, and I was like, I mean, I was literally doing pull-ups, <laughs> not in a basement, you know, in a box, but a CrossFit box, but I was, I felt like that guy where I was preparing myself for any opportunity that that came that I was going to, um, you know, be the dude with the electric whips, right? Like I was in training and whatever you're doing now, whatever you're creating, whether you are, um, you know, preparing for something, whether it's a physical thing, maybe if you're preparing for a race or you're, or maybe you're preparing for marriage, you know, or you are um, preparing for a job transition or you're building something, be the basement guy. Uh, you're going to get your, what is it called, eight seconds of fame, whatever you call it. And um, it, may, it may not literally be fame, but, you know, the opportunity, right, the knock on the door. And if you see yourself as, okay, I know that's going to happen, and fucking when I surface, shit's going to go down, meaning I'm going to um, I'm gonna crush it. I'm going to kick doors open. And I think with that mindset, right, and it's also the, the, the same mentality when you see a Rocky movie, and you see him climbing the stairs and he's just, you know, running in the streets. Um, we all have those moments, but we need the mindset to know that when we are in the dark, that we are, when we are in our basement, that it's not about, you know, um, nothing's going to happen or that we have been kicked to the floor, but it's basically preparation time, right? It's uh, training. We are in training. Um, you could also say the same thing about, you know, if you're single and uh, a lot of people who um, follow me and write and email me, they're frustrated because they're single. Instead of it seeing as like, you know, uh, there's no one out there and I'm so lonely and et cetera. What if you're in training? What if um, you know that you're going to surface, meaning you are going to meet someone, right? There's a there's billions of people on this planet. You're going to meet someone. That's going to happen. And when you do Maybe the mindset is you want to be the best version of yourself as possible. So then you ask yourself, what does that look like? Well, what does that look like mentally? What does that look like physically? What does that look like spiritually? What kind of person do you want to be? So when you meet someone, you have the confidence and you have um, the tools. You have the uh, self-awareness. You have uh, the like the whole package of you have the best version of you, right? Then then you're going to tear some shit up. <laughs> so anyway, I, um, I'm a visual person. I love visualizing that. Uh, whenever I feel discouraged or I feel like, oh, fuck, when am I going to get my chance? Um, I just feel like, you know what? I'm in the basement and I'm building and I'm, I'm creating my thing. I'm working on my craft. I'm learning and I'm getting stronger. And when I surface, uh, I'm going to hit that shit out of the park.
Guys, thanks for listening. Be well. Thanks for tuning in. I hope the dialogue was helpful. Listen, guys, if you want to be a life coach, just go to my website, theangrytherapist.com, and click on Life Coaching Training, and you'll find our Catalyst Intensive. There's only two things you need to be a life coach, a story, which everyone has, and a passion to help others. 